Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Is it the best whiskey of the year? Neither me or the dogs think so. Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof, now we're lowering the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, Welcome to the Whiskey Topic, the weekly podcast that tends to get off topic. My name is Mark Bylock. I'm the author of The Whiskey Cabinet, and my co-host is Jamie Johnson, who runs a private but approachable bourbon club here in Toronto, Canada. You can also find our podcast on the website whiskey.buzz. If you want another song. It's episode 37, and I think everybody knows what the topic is going to be for today. It's going to be like anything, like what we always talk about. No, no, we're actually <laughs> going to talk about it. We're going to be very, fo- we're going to be so focused today. Oh my God. Um, we're, uh, it- it's all going to be about Canadian whiskey, because we- we've, yep. we've got to talk about uh, Crown Royal Rye winning the best Canadian yes. whiskey. It's very dramatic. According to one palate. One person's palate said, yes, this is the one. One person in the entire world said that this was the best whiskey of the year. And now we all have to talk about it for like weeks. Yeah. People have to send me Facebook messages about it and post it on my Facebook wall and tweet me about it. DMs and mentions. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. What do you think? What do you think? I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. Um, But first, it's the Christmas season. It's the holiday season. Jamie, this is, Jamie, this is your favorite time of the year. This is my favorite time of the year. This is my, like, September through to, like, the end of December is my favorite time of the year. But when, like, being, like, concentrating it even more into between, like, November, end of November all the way through to December is crazy because it's, like, it's Christmas and I go nuts over Christmas and my birthday is also like lumped in there. So I feel like it's also just for me. Mm-hmm. So I just like to pretend that it's all for me. Um, but yeah, no, this is it. This is, I'm super excited. I've already offered to come over and help you decorate your place for the yeah, holidays. I'm that. working at the distillery district Christmas market, pouring whiskey samples. Um, so that's like basically a dream come true for you're, me. You're talking about whiskey for uh, three, four, for hours, three a day. four hours a day in the middle of the nicest one of the nicest Christmas markets in the world like surrounded by twinkly lights and uh, roaring fires and I smell like I smell like a campfire all the time it's great you're Um, basically doing like speed dating but the whiskey version of it you're like speed tasting exactly I'm like oh okay let's go next and then it's like 12 14 15 malt masters 18 next 12 four like it's crazy and I just talk nonstop. For like two hours, which if you'll all find shocking, I'm sure is not that difficult for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's the it's the, literally the best time of the year. I haven't stopped smiling since since after the Santa Claus parade, which for me is like the official beginning of the season. Like sure. as soon as the, as soon as the Santa Claus parade is on TV, like that's where I'm allowed to start. And that's in November here. Yeah, it's like mid November. Yeah, yeah, which is reasonable, I think. Yeah, Halloween's I mean, you, over. You yeah, kind of a it, but weeks, it's though. over enough to like to be okay. People don't get too persnickety when it's like, you know, sort of at least mid to late November. But as a Christmas person, you also don't want to annoy people, and you don't want people to get annoyed. So I do get slightly irritable when Christmas stuff starts coming up before. Halloween because I also want everyone to enjoy the season mm-hmm. and I also don't want to celebrate Christmas for two months. It's fun because it's a short amount of time yeah. and that's why it's so enjoyable because it's like this concentrated 
jam-packed joy sure whereas if it starts in like october 1st then it's like this drawn out sort of thing so you don't appreciate it as much you're seeing the christmas lights every day yeah. candy cane you're like whatever seeing candy cane I all the, the way back to october month. yeah like, done yeah, yeah. Done i just like it. jamming it all in like one month like Makes i sense. really once november 25th hits i that's when i yeah. allow myself to watch christmas movies and listen to christmas music right. And do all that stuff. And then afterwards, you're like, it's my birthday, and that's it. And then it's my birthday, yeah, which is great. And then it's New Year's, which is less great, because New Year's is is always one of those high-pressure situations. You're coming over here, right? I'm, yeah, we'll be here. All right. Um, but it's just so... it's all Well, see, now my plans have been made, so now I don't feel the pressure. But usually, <laughs> it's like crazy amounts of pressure, and people are like, no, you should come out, and then it's cold, so cold, and... There's like lineups for everything. It's so expensive. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. No. Ugh. Like I would never do anything other than go over to a friend's house. There's yeah. so many girls walking around in like no clothes downtown. And you're just like, oh, please put a coat on. Like yeah. I feel sad for your goose fleshy arms right now. Like they're red and ooh, please. Do you have any requests for Christmas? Um, well, I know what I'm getting you. I'm going to get you a super special t-shirt. Really? Yes. Tell me more about it. The whiskey topic has t-shirts this year. And I think I think that we should all get them for each other for Christmas. But if you get me a whiskey topic t-shirt for Christmas, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, uh, we're offering them through t-shirt.com. And it's a great way to support the show. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, we're, we're literally working on uh, our friend's equipment right now <laughs> so. we are working uh, and just borrowed time because apparently he's gonna ask for it back one day and we just don't know when because his parents are gonna choose this karaoke night tonight and that's it right it's and done. so then we're done just kidding we're not done ever we have our own microphones but they're not but this is like this is it, it, it would be a great situation if we um if we sold some t-shirts this holiday season plus we've done uh, 37 episodes over the course of 38 weeks we did miss one week when we went to kentucky um, and by episode 50, we're going to have balloons and balloons, you know, they cost money. They people. cost money. <laughs> no, but we really appreciate your support. Uh, it's going to be, there's going to be a link in the show. Uh, teespring.com, T E E spring.com and look for the whiskey topic. They're high quality t-shirts. The highest they're cool quality. looking too. Yeah. They're like the American apparel try band something. Gosh. I don't know. I'm like, these, they look this cool. is the better ones. I it, hate those I would cheap, wear it. I, hate those I know. Cheap those boxy ones, I yeah. can't. I can't like, do it. No, this is the wrong material. It doesn't That's feel right. nice. And they get ruined and it's nothing. Yeah. No, so it's all going to be high quality, good stuff. Um, yeah. It's and you've got awesome. until like middle of December. And then it, the other thing is, this is the only time we're selling this one t shirt. Uh, if we ever do this again, we'll have a different design. So this will be the very first yeah. unique. Uh, oh my god, this is batch one. This is batch one. This is batch one <laughs> of the small batch. They're all gonna be small batch run <laughs> t-shirts. <laughs> yes. Uh but please do buy a t-shirt because they look they look really cool. And I if I see you walking down the street and you're wearing my t-shirt, I'll give you a big kiss. <laughs> I was gonna offer a hug. You're going for the kiss, damn. Hey, I'm I'm not serious about that. I can't, unless I know you and then I'll kiss you, sure. <laughs> kiss on the cheek. Exactly. A kiss on the cheek. All right, so should we talk about Canadian whiskey now? Because I feel like you have a lot of opinions that are going to take a little bit of time to get out and about into the world. First, what's your first and what was your first initial reaction when you heard that this whiskey had won or been named? I, I had so many thoughts, nothing was coming out because it's just like they all funneled into <laughs> the mouth communication region and they're just like, <laughs> bleh. It was like, what? <laughs> 
Um, it, it's really great. Like, so a lot of people are like, oh, it's really great that Canadian whiskey's gotten this honor. Um, the Crown Royal uh, Rye has sold out out of Toronto. And um, actually, Glenn, Glenford Jameson, uh, previous guest on the show, he, he got a bunch of bottles the next day. And he, because I wasn't even in Toronto at the time, and he said how you could literally see it was like from the very center of Toronto within two days, they, it sold out. Then on day three, there was like you had to drive an hour and a half from Toronto. My dog's Thor is very upset by this. He's like, come on. And then like within like today, you have to drive four to eight hours outside of Toronto to get a bottle of uh, Crown Royal Rye. Wow. Uh, So the effect it has had here in Canada uh, has been really, really amazing. Um, the funny thing is, Jim Murray didn't have a lot of good things to say about Canadian whiskey in general. He's just like, yeah, this is this is good. This is this is the best whiskey I've had all year. Hmm. Uh, but he's like not necessarily praising the rest of Canadian whiskey. Interesting. This is fascinating. And so today, actually, um, we've got three. We're gonna do a blind a blind taste. Um, or we're not. Mark's, Mark's no, no, bringing. We, oh, we are. Okay. We are, we Mark's are. bringing it over to his side of the table, and so I was curious to see where we were going to go from here. Um, I thought he was going to swig it out of the bottle, to be honest. <laughs> but so we're going to do a blind tasting of three different Canadian whiskeys um, to get our actual thoughts. Um, and we're we. So the last time we did a blind tasting um, between Booker's and Knob Creek, it was a bit of a. It was a bit of a beautiful disaster. It was. It was terrible. <laughs> It didn't go great. People were, inter- everybody else was entertained. <laughs> I thought it was, it was, I mean, it was kind of hilarious. Um, but we have a system now where we're not going to mix up our glasses like we did. Well, we'll see how the system works. This goes all the way back to like episode one or two. It or was th- like episode five. Yeah, it was a really Knob long Creek time ago. Knob Creek versus Booker's. And it was very, we recorded it live and did everything, well, not live, but everything was just live on the show. And we, we were completely mixed it up. And we totally mixed them up. Yeah. And it was it was really funny. So we're going to not do that again. But we are going to do a blind tasting of a couple different um, uh, Canadian whiskeys. And actually, today we had the pleasure of hanging out with uh, Dr. Don Livermore from Corby's. So we're really into like a Canadian whiskey mood right now, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. We should tell them what other whiskeys we're tasting. So we're tasting... Um, so we are tasting that Crown Royal... Uh, Northern Harvest Rye, a blended Canadian whiskey that Jim Murray says is the best whiskey he's had all year. We'll see. Lot 40 is our um, other one. Well, one of two of three. And it's rye, 100% rye. Also, it's made by Corby. So we're talking about it with Dr. Don today. And then we've got... um, Gooderham and Warts, which is like a new whiskey also from Corby. And it's a four grain blend. So corn, rye, barley malt, and um, wheat. So I would say Lot 40 was the previous big whiskey that Jim Murray highlighted. That is also quite popular. It's available in the US. It's one of my favorite. Well, I think it is my favorite Canadian whiskey as it stands. Yeah. Um, made, so they, that's own, uh, made by Corby's, the same people that make Weiser's. Um, and then the Gooderham and Warts is also uh, made by Corby's. And it's a new one. I'm, I'm a big fan of that one. Really, it's really, really good. It's really good. Um, really good stuff. In the States, we, we can't, it's not there yet. And it won't be there for a little bit. 
Um, but if you are coming up to Canada, which you should because it's super fun here in the winter um, and not cold at all. That was an eye roll there. <laughs> <laughs> um, pick up a bottle for yourself because it's, uh, it's a real treat. Um, I do, some Canadian whiskeys I find a little sweet and sort of a bit like kind of you know, but I hear what you say. It's it's very kind of like sweet and kind of more can, one notey. Yeah, and exactly. This is Thank you. Yes, um, this so, is. Jamie, a bit... I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes. Oh boy, keep talking, but just just. just if I take it. my glasses off too, that could help. Okay. okay. Um. So yeah, just <laughs> do I just keep talking? Yeah. Like this that. is. <laughs> I don't know what to talk about now. All right, all right. We can just set this part up. Okay. All right, so I've gone ahead and I've swapped the glasses identically. Now I'm going to close my eyes, so I just just swap. Oh, you do have a system, but I have to do it the same. Wait, 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 wait. So what I I'll show you what I did. I just like took. Wait. Okay, so this way is not that way. Okay, okay, okay. I can do this. I can close my eyes, so I'm not watching. La 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 la. Screw this up. All right, as long as you do the same way, we're good. So the whole idea here is that I mixed them up. Uh, we poured them in as a six uh, in rows of two, and I mixed them up, and now Jamie's mixing them up as well. Okay. All right. All right. So one, two, three, and then one, two, three. Yeah. Boy. Wow, you actually, you did really think that one through. Telling you, I was in the shower and I'm like, You're yeah. like, how are we going to do this so we don't screw it up as bad as we did last time? Ugh. All right. That was nice. So, um, yeah, a lot of, so I was at the uh, New Brunswick Whiskey Show and there was, uh, this was, the show started on, thir well, it started on Wednesday, but I got there on Thursday. And uh, <laughs> you almost didn't make it. <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, we, we got there and, um, and uh, this is the talk of the whole whiskey show. And people were like, I mean, everybody was very happy. Canadian whiskey got, you know, um, got the award. But Canadians tend to be very kind of like, well, yeah, but, you know, Crown Royal North Harvest Rye, it's a $30 whiskey up here. Um, it won, you know, in, in Jim Murray's uh, Whiskey Bible against so many big different names, um, including Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. I was going to say like that uh, W.L. Well, the William LaRue Weller was on the top 10, but yeah. this beat it. Yeah, um, and, and so there was a bit of eye-rolling, not because a Canadian whiskey was recognized as a great whiskey, just more as a, you know, hmm? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a what? what? Really? Uh, yeah, um, I think um, uh, Mark Gillespie uh, did a, uh, from Whiskey Cast made a, made a great point. He's like, it's a good whiskey, but it's probably the second or third best Crown Royal whiskey I would have picked out. right. Good, good way of saying, which is kind of how I figured. When remember when we did the, uh, we had the the Jim Murray's last year's number one pick at mm -hmm. was Spirits of Toronto, and I was like, it was the third best whiskey I tasted that night, right? But not necessarily the the best. Um, so yeah, well, let's. So we're gonna do this test. So we got lots number forty, which is uh, pure rye whiskey. Uh, Gooderham, which is four different grains, um, and then we've got the Crown Royal North Harvest Rye. The what is it? What is what is this North Harvest Rye made out of? What's so, the smash bill? Oh, that's a great question. Ninety percent of it is Canadian rye. Okay. And ten percent is other grain blend. Okay. okay. Uh, because this product started in the U.S., it might very well be American bourbon, right? Because mm. They, there's Canadian whiskey gets a bit of a tax break if we 
include like 9% of whiskey in uh, American whiskey or wine in U.S. products. Right. So it very well might have started off as, you know, American, right, you know, American bourbon. Who knows? Wow. We don't know. You don't know. And I'm we don't know. i to get that know. information for you, but it's, I don't know if they're that open about this kind of stuff. So whiskey number one. Whiskey number one. Oh, boy. We'll probably cut out the long pauses of us sniffing. I should say that uh, I definitely have Jamie at, a, at an advantage here just because um, I did, I tried to figure out which whiskeys from my cabinet would work well. So I've had these whiskeys already. Um, so definitely yeah. um, at a big, big advantage on that standpoint. Um, we did also, I did also like look at like Cannon Club 100% rye, for example, but it, it didn't even like, it didn't even stand up to the quality of whiskey we have on the table right now. Like there's right. some whiskey, Canadian whiskey that was just like, okay. Um, we also looked at it against with the Crown Royal single barrel. Um, and that, that was simply more obviously better. Like it was just, right. it just stood out even more so, uh, compared to these three. So it's kind of picked three whiskeys that I think worked very well together. And Jamie's writing notes, which is excellent. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, they're not, they're, I'm just doodling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've heard, uh, at the conference, there were a bunch of theories and, uh, about why Jim Murray picked uh, this whiskey as the number one. Most of them not very complimentary, but I think the general, um, I think the general consensus was, you know, uh, people feel that, you know, Jim Murray's very well connected to the publishing world and just knows how to bring upon a great story. And he's, the story arc right now is Scotch has, you know, not one, not won a best whiskey in the last couple of years. They've not been in the top five this year. Yeah, so, so the, um, but I think, you know, that, that might be part of it. Like, you kind of see the progression of story. Like, oh, you know, Indian whiskey is really great. Japanese whiskey is really great. Oh, Canadian whiskey is really great. And then, like, you know, two or three releases down the line, be like, oh, Scotch is back. Like, right. you could see that story progress. But on the other hand, um, you know, Japanese whiskey is a great example of really a, a country that really did make fantastic whiskey. And it wasn't until Jim Murray... <laughs> published, you know, our Japanese, really rare Japanese whiskey as number one. Right. That uh, people started really on a broader audience drinking Japanese whiskey. And that's right. great. I mean, it's bad yes. for, for us kind of whiskey people that were buying Japanese whiskey. Now we can't anymore. So that kind of sucked. Yep. Uh, but Jim Murray did the same thing for bourbon as well. Like, I don't really care. Because whiskey is, and we've had this sort of discussion a couple times, is whiskey is so like personal like everyone's palate is so different that I don't necessarily believe that everything that somebody that everything that Jim Murray says or anyone that you know posts their opinions of a whiskey on the internet are gonna necessarily like mean anything to me yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's so interesting to me that so much stock is put into him like so much stock so that just like you were saying it's affecting the industry yeah part of it is just bad reporting like you have headlines that say canadian whiskey is the best whiskey in the world you're right yes it's terrible like i mean yes. you know like a, a proper news organization like uh, cbc here um that are very accurate like one whiskey critic named Crown Royal, the best whiskey in the world. Right. Proper title. That's right. Awesome. Yes. That's well done. Yeah. Um, you know, I, no, I don't think there's an equivalent of this in wine. I don't think like one wine person rates a wine in 98.5 or whatever, and it gets, you know, sold at many different places. It's Yes. You actually think that you kind of hit the nail on the head there because the media's interpretation of it is very different. It's like 
Scots baffled as Canadian whiskey takes world whiskey winner. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. So, what? And then you start, and that is funny because when it said like, you know, Scots upset because of this and that, I was like, oh, Jim Murray's book must be coming out soon. And that's sort of <laughs> what my first thought was. I was like, okay, so we're getting some publicity here. Same thing, same exact headline last year when the, Zama, the Yamazaki um, sherry cask won. Yeah. Scott's upset as Japanese wins best whiskey in the world. The thing is, is it's not, it isn't best whiskey in the world. It's like one dude who writes a book says that this is his favorite for the year. This yeah. is the favorite. This is the this is the one that he chooses. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't mean like a panel of experts with the most seasoned palettes in the world have come together and unilaterally decided that this is the most complex, well-balanced, delicious whiskey. Absolutely. It's very um and that's that. That is the that's kind of the problem with the media. But um, a lot a lot of people point out that Jim Murray used to you know work in the media and had at least early on certain a lot of connections in there. And so you know he he has a certain amount of influence over the media. And now like I, I think you put it beautifully. You're like now I see this and I just know oh yeah Jim Murray's book must be coming out. Yeah, we get we're getting the headlines. Um, meanwhile, in uh, whiskey advocates, which you know actually do send out blind samples. Right. Um, to a large group of whiskey drinkers, and they name what they think are their ba- best whiskeys. Um, very like reasonable approach to selecting best whiskey because you don't want to depend on one palate particularly. I think you know, like I mean, I've mentioned this on the show. I, there are score people that I read, and I look towards their whiskey notes and scores because I feel like I have a similar palate to them. Totally but makes then there sense. Are others that I don't. Right. And, it's a perfectly like just kind of like okay I can kind of adjust and see what that person likes and go from there and right. that's I hope what people do when I score whiskey as well right. um, is not to be like I definitively say this is the best whiskey I'm just like I really like this and this is what I'm scoring this right. and I've taken a lot of time and attention to put that detail on scoring and everything else right. um, but I'm not you know but it is just one person saying something yeah and you're not putting it in a book called the bible and, yeah. and it's not the gospel this is maybe yeah. a snotty thing to say but <laughs> But, but um, you know, I do think that th- that um, a lot of people sort of uh, and maybe I don't know, maybe it's that they're not super hardcore whiskey drinkers see that or see that headline at least and and don't think about it in the way like actually I think I know which one is which like I think I have a I think I can guess of these yeah? three. Oh, yeah. Awesome. After the well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna like be really embarrassed if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty confident that I can figure out which one is which. All right, let's start. So farthest on my left, mm-hmm. I think that's lot forty. I would agree. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Middle, I think that is the Crown Royal, Harvest Rye, and on the right, I believe that's the Goodrum and Warts. Ah, oh, see, I don't know if I got I don't know if I agree with you on two and three. Hold on. Can you imagine if we screwed it up again? It's not a screw up. I think it's just. Uh... Well, this is actually interesting because I, I think the law forty for me is it's a very it it's it's rye. Yes, yeah. full it's, on yeah. rye. Um, I'd be really shocked if that was uh, Crown Royal rye, just because it tastes like it's I, all rye. I don't. Yeah, I do not believe that's the Crown Royal. I believe you know why? Mm-hmm. Because we had Good Herman Warts this morning, mm-hmm. and I've never tasted this middle one before in my entire life. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's that why sense. I feel 
so confident in this, but I could be, I mean, I, I could always be wrong. Like it's like, it would be shocking, but I could be wrong. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> well, and more importantly, which one do you like best? Um, I like number one, the best. Yeah. I like number, I like number three. Uh, I found number two. I mean, yeah. it doesn't do anything for me. It's not interesting. It's not jaggedy. It's not, it's just nothing. It's just a nothing whiskey. I, what so do you think? So what you're think? saying Lots 40. Lot 40, Crown Royal, Gooder and Rewards. Gooder and Rewards. Yep. Um, interestingly enough, um, I'm, I'm kind of between the first and third as far as which one's my favorite. Right. Um, yeah, me too. The first one, I'm, it may be, it's a little too well, much on the sweeter side next to these. Yeah. The second and third one aren't that different. I mean, they're different, but they're not like dramatically. Right out there which is kind of weird because that's something that i've noticed before when i was tasting these side by side um and honestly i um i think i agree with you but i'm not fully convinced i know first and third are my favorite i think i like the one on the on the third the best yeah i definitely um, am going like one three two that's my final answer and also i'm pretty i'm i i have I'm very confident in saying I have not had that middle one before. Yeah, fair. That's, that's why maybe I actually had the advantage. I think so, too, because I had, like, drank these three, like, five hours ago. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, my brain cell messed up. Exactly. Um, so... But I don't... My the, the middle one for me is good, but not as not as favored over the other two. All right. So what's so what's the... What, all right. So... Give us the score. Get, like... All right. So the red... red. So we what I did before all this is I put little stickers in the bottom glass. And so uh, let's look at the first one. Kay. And red is oh we're both wrong what what we're both wrong so um it went red orange green so red yeah, so yellow sorry red yellow green so yellow oh damn it i messed up again anyway yellow is no what? we were Wait. right we were right we were right yellow i'm gonna is murder 40. you <laughs> sorry i'm yellow was law 40 that yes. Okay. Answer. Thank you. All I right. knew I wasn't wrong. I know you're, you were, you were, you need awesome. to write this shit down, Mark. If, if <laughs> I was need... more organized, I would. <laughs> um, second one. So green, green is indeed the crown Royal. Crown Royal. I knew 100% it. 100% crown Royal. And then just to confirm red is indeed the Gooderum. Um, there you go. Um, so we all said, so we all said, we were kind of going between Law 40 and Gooderum as our favorite. And then the uh, Crown Royal was kind of our third. It's, so, so to me, okay, with my slightly unrefined palate, it's not terribly refined. It's like pretty, it's, eh. you, just, you just picked out three whiskeys. I know, I know, I know. You can't but say unrefined anymore. I, no, You're, I guess not. No, I can't no, use that can't. as an excuse. But it's. But let's say comparatively to someone who tastes thousands of whiskeys a year, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like a Jim Murray. Out of these three, that Crown Royal wasn't even my favorite. Mm -hmm. So I'm perplexed. And I remain perplexed mm -hmm. because I haven't, I haven't yet read the article or seen anything where someone has agreed with this 100%. Yeah. And I wonder... I wonder how this is going to keep how how someone's credibility and reputation can stay the course when you've got a bunch of whiskey nerds on around the corner saying like 
what what are you talking about like oh that's a weird decision like we're not you know you want the whiskey nerds in your corner like you want the whiskey geeks you know that uh, that are us and and people like us saying like oh yeah he got it. Yeah. He totally nailed it. He like, discovered this new whiskey I can yeah, buy for 30 bucks. exactly. Oh, wow, wow, beautiful. Or, or somebody else coming around and saying, um, yeah, actually, I really agree with him. It's super underrated, like blah, 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 blah. I have not seen that yet. Yeah. And given, you know, that someone even like me, who is relatively new compared to people who've been doing this for a really long time, yeah. can be like, oh, I guess Jim Murray's book is coming out around yeah. the corner and you can Already, sort of see through like, it a little bit. Yeah. So has Jim Murray jumped to shark? You worry that. Yeah. Mm. How, how are, how is next year? What's going to happen next year? Is anyone going to listen or Hey, maybe he's like, you know, just one of those Teflon guys and it just will just roll right off his back and he'll sell as many books next year as he did this year. I don't know. Well, um, I'll, I'll give you one, uh, one conspiracy theory that I picked up on the, on the whiskey show. And a couple of people have told, actually a listener even told me this, um, and then not only did a listener tell me this and a couple of people told me this, but then also when I was reading on comments on a few things, other people have suggested this. Um, the suggestion is that occasionally, and we're not saying crown Royal this did is this. alleged. This is, uh, this is not completely, this is the stuff you won't get on whiskey cast. Cause please don't uh, sue cause <laughs> Mark don't Gillespie Mark. has way too much credibility to be like saying these kind of rumors. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, for the, one of the rumors is that in the past distilleries have sent, uh, you know, have sent, uh, Jim Murray, the, like a, a better version of the bottle of the, whatever they bottled. Mm. And there's a, there's a kind of old legend, legend going around that, um, one time, you know, Jim Murray gave a whiskey to somebody. He's like, oh, here, I, I got this bottle for a tasting I'm done with and gave it to somebody. And, you know, that person took that bottle, opened it up and shared it with friends. We're like, this isn't blah, blah, blah. This right. is, doesn't taste anything like blah, blah, blah. And got then it. they bought a bottle and compared it like, whoa, this is different whiskey. Um, even if you look at it, and I think this is, some people picked up on this as well. Cause if you look at the way the wording is, it's like, this is the best, this particular bottle is the best one that I've tasted this year. Oh, um, well, I mean, you look at Crown Royal's um, single barrel line, which are like so complex. I mean, this is, this is a whiskey that is so intense. Uh, we've got the Davin's release here. It is so intense on first sip. You're think you're you're like butterscotch and you just have no idea what to do with it. It doesn't open up until like really later in the bottle. You start getting like these really beautiful flavors. Yeah, you get these really uh, after we're. Uh, dog break uh but i get these really beautiful flavors and i could see jim murray really like going gaga over that bottle um i can't i i don't quite get this so i mean the reason why i paired these three up specifically because i was like okay um gordon uh gooderham is you know really my probably definitely my favorite whiskey right now from canada i think they've done a really fantastic job with that whiskey um, Loft 40 has always been a go-to favorite rye. And I should say, like, Canadian ryes, you, you, they do, they're an acquired taste. You know, just like when you're yeah. a scotch drink and you have a bourbon for the first time, yeah. you're like, oh, I don't like bourbon, and vice versa. Right. Uh, Canadian whiskeys, that, we have a different rye. We treat rye differently generally. Uh, we generally, like, our rye flavors are generally stronger because we don't use mash bills in Canada. We distill and barrel separately. So the rye flavor tends to be stronger. Right. Um, and even in that Gooderham, that rye comes through. I mean, it's four grains, but you're, oh, you're yeah, tasting. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's a rye. It tastes like a rye to me. Like, it's, it's a rye. Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess I should say again, this is just rumor stuff. We're just yeah. pontificating over here. I guess I wanted to give you guys a, a what, what the conversation was during the New Brunswick Spirits show where people were like, this was a very raw topic uh, where people were just talking about it. And that was kind of the, that was the rumor base. I, I don't, I don't think anybody's like, this is the best whiskey. I think they're like, Okay, this is... You know, it's hard, well, especially in the, the, the sort of uh, way that we just tasted them here. Um, and when you taste them blind, sometimes this happens. Like, Lot 40 sort of being the first one that we tasted of the bunch. Mm -hmm. I mean, that rye is so strong, and it sort of overwhelms your palate yeah. um, anyways. And so maybe if we had tried it in a different order... Um, you never know what's going to happen. So it, it would be nice to spend a little bit of time with this whiskey um, on its own just to see sort of how it goes through um, an evening or, you know, just having a little bit and, and sitting with it and not not tasting it right after tasting such a strong rye flavor. Yeah. But, I mean... <sighs> Yeah, it's a it's fine. I you know what? Sure, it's sold out, and maybe it should have sold out because it's a great price point mm -hmm. on a really nice Canadian whiskey. Yeah, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Is it the best whiskey of the year? Neither me or the dogs think so. Well, normally when I rec when we record remotely, the, the dogs are just sleeping, but then there's, there's two people there's here. There's two like, people. It's so exciting. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, uh, Jamie. The uh, the uh, with the random draw, we didn't know which. You drink never was know first, what's gonna. So yeah. With the lot lot forty is a very overpowering rye flavor, and it did like really. Um, yeah. It, it really yeah. made that cr the Crown Royal seem sweeter next to it because mm -hmm. it was so spicy. Yeah. Um, Again, like I said just now, there's nothing wrong with having that in your whiskey cabinet. And sure, you yeah. should um, grab a bottle if it's around. Like, why not? Yeah. But, I mean, for the price, for the taste, great. But is it the best whiskey I've had this year? No. Mm -mm. No. No, I agreed. Um, yeah, it, it is true. It is price point wise, it's about 30 bucks versus. Oh, yeah. 45 or 50 dollars for the Gooderham and the loft 40 so yeah i mean like it sure price point wise it sure up it's really a well. nice it's a really nice whiskey yeah um but i don't know this all i mean look we're doing exactly what we're doing exactly what feeding is the wanted. system we are feeding the beast it goes against all my principles all right, that's it. We're racing everything. That's it. That's we're going it. home. We're done. We're, going, we're done. We're just going to put the, the dogs on the microphone for the rest of the time and let them go on. They're fighting right now with this toy. It's very cute. Playing tug of war. I know. They're so sweet. So tell, so tell me a little bit more about um, what happened in Fredericton. So this is one of the best whiskey shows in Canada. People it, travel yeah. to go and hang out there for a couple of days. Why is it the, one of the best? It started by uh, Frank Scott, who owns a bar uh in Fredericton and it's got an interesting start because he opened up a bar and wasn't really a whiskey person and I, I really kind of relate to this as well and I'm sure you do as well Jamie um, he you know started getting into whiskey as because of being a bar owner he started liking whiskey over the other spirits and then he decided to go to a trip to Scotland and just mm. like you know you did the trip yeah. to Kentucky, Kentucky I did the trip to Scotland and he just a he met his wife which I think is probably the bigger deal in his life uh, he, he married a Scot um but Secondly, he also really discovered his like love for whiskey and had this, came back with all this passion to Fredericton and New Brunswick, and he started focusing more on whiskey in his bar. And then he's like, he starts up a whiskey club, kind of like has a small gathering of people that like whiskey, kind of, you know, again, mm -hmm. very familiar story. Yeah. 
Um, and um, then he's like, well, we should open, we should have a whiskey festival. And he calls it a New, Br New Brunswick Spirits Festival. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the 20th year of this festival running. Wow. Uh, and the cooperation there between uh, Frank Scott and the uh, New Brunswick Liquor Board are amazing. Because essentially he's driving all this, like, interest in whiskey. And the New Brunswick Liquor Board is buying all these great rare whiskeys. Um, I've seen stuff on the shelves there that I have never seen in North America. Just really like a lot of great scotches. Um, they weren't as heavy on bourbons, very, very scotch focused, uh, but really great scotch things. And they kind of get, they kind of get their client. They're publicly owned just like the LCBO, but they actually kind of hmm. get their client. Um, and so they've always kind of cooperated on this event every year. And so this year's 20th year, um, I was at a press conference where he, uh, won uh, the keeper of the quake. It's, a uh, um, I don't know too much about it. It's basically kind of a secret Scotch organization. People that really help promote Scotch uh, are are uh, are inducted into Keeper of the Quake, and there's about three thousand keepers in the world. Amazing. Um, so he's one of a f you know one of twenty or thirty in Canada. Um, nobody really knows the numbers because it's kind of a secretish thing. But um, so I was there at the at the press conference, and somebody you know somebody was like, "Well, how many people here from out of town?" and like half the people rose their hand mm -hmm. um, because, you know, Americans are coming in and Canadians are coming in just to buy scotch. This temporary store they had on premise had a line, had like a, you know, people were lining up an hour, a half an hour to an hour in advance just to buy scotch wow. uh, at the event. And I've got a video of people like walking in and just, it just gets decimated. Like just everybody just takes all these bottles. They were selling every single uh, Highland Park, the Loki, Odin. What? They had the all whole four, Valhalla collection. The whole Valhalla wow. collection. They had all four of them in, in many quantities, not just like one. They had like four or five of each. Wow. Well, I guess that's not many, but that is several. Uh, several more, more than, than we you got, got here. here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so it was a really uh, great, great combination. And the people there were just wonderful. Everybody it was a very chill whiskey tasting. They had a lot of great master classes there. Um, yeah, they had, um, four different distillers come in, some runs in there as well. And just, yeah, really, really fun show. Great experience. That's awesome. A couple late nights. Yeah. A couple <laughs> three AMs, piano bars. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Stuff happened. Um, I'm sorry. I missed it. I'll have to be there next year. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's, um, you know, I, I kind of like, it really does. It really does open your eyes to, how little availability we have here in Ontario and, and some parts of the States as well. Just mm -hmm. we don't get these whiskeys and because there's not that attention paid to that, uh, that segment of the market that just wants rare whiskeys. Right. Um, yeah. So I was like, wow, this is great. This is, I was very happy right there. That's awesome. So, um, guys, if you guys are, um, um, want to know what the best whiskey in the world is, um, out of the three we tasted, not the thousand, um, <laughs> Jamie picks Lot 40 and I pick Gooderham. Is well, this is actually a really good question. What's your so we're sort of close to the end of the year. Yeah, sure. Given, you know, given that we've got some some more events coming up, um, but not that many, you could probably safely answer the question, what has been your favorite whiskey this year that you've had? All Big right. question. I actually have an answer because oh we, didn't, we didn't plan it's... this ahead of time, but I, I do have an answer because um, they... You're looking in an Excel spreadsheet on your phone, aren't you? No, it's Instagram. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the the handy ride from the VTAC 2015 was my absolute favorite for the longest time. 
Um, the ones that are in that list as well, and Jamie and I had the pleasure of having this uh, in the same uh, Glenford Jameson's house, is the Willett 22-year-old weeded bourbon single barrel released. It was at 69.1%. Mm-hmm. I ask you, are we, are, are we proof-obsessed? I don't know, but I that's 69.1% tasted really great. Um, that beat out the handy rye for me. It was I agree. even I agree. better. Yeah. Um, even better. And then we, uh, Jamie and I, we had this um, interesting Hudson's Bay 1670 uh, blended scotch. It was 15-year-old bottled in like, oh. It was 1952, I think. 1952. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that kind of makes the top five list as far as taste, but it does make the top five list as far as experiences go. Uh, it just really tasted like a classic whiskey, um, and it's just very memorable right now. Um, Super memorable, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the, the Highland Park Odin is really a stunning, stunning whiskey as well. Yep. Uh, it's, talk about forward flavor, just knocks it out of the park. Um, those, are, those are the ones that immediately come to mind. I think the... There's uh, probably a lot more. I could probably go on forever on this. Yeah, yeah. I so would I'll agree. I would agree a hundred percent on that Willet that we just had last week. That mm-hmm. Willet twenty-two year old. It was insane. It was insane. My friend commented on my Instagram and she was like, which is at bourbon thing, by the way. Um, <laughs> she's like, is your face like melted off? And I was like, well, a little bit. Like it's but it's easy to sip given it's insanely high proof. I did not add water to it. I, I will say, I'll just before anything, I'm just say that's the one that the Drew from Willet yes. was like. Just it's a 22 it. year old weeded bourbon. You do the math. Like, yeah. okay, this is probably like original Pappy type stuff. It was that they bought seven or eight years ago. It's yeah. it's a beautiful pour. Um, the the handy uh, rye. I also really like that uh, William Larue oh, Weller, which made. Yeah. Uh, which actually made Jim Murray's top 10 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that one um, when we went to Buffalo Trace. Um, yeah, those were hard for me to pick between the Weller and the Yeah, handy. and the Handy. Those were the two top for me. They both beat out the stag. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, definitely think that those are like top, top three that uh, I've had this year. Um, Odin out of the trunk of a car. Mm. That was also super awesome yeah uh one of those ones that you sort of wish that you started the night out with instead of finishing the night out with yeah because yeah. uh you know that you can appreciate it only so much at, at that like it was it was super late at night <laughs> and nobody was driving the car by the way it was yeah. just in the car just don't email me <laughs> don't <laughs> at me <laughs> it's fine everyone was fine um but yeah so i think yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to go out and, you know, give me lots of money for telling you what my favorite whiskey is for this year, that's fine too. You'll be like, yeah, here's my sure. list. Yeah, here's my list. No one cares about James's favorite whiskey of the year, except for a couple people on Instagram. Thank you, by the way, for asking me. <laughs> the bearded sipper, bearded sipper, asked me. He's like, "What's your top five? And I actually sat there and thought about it for a long time. I like bearded sipper. Bearded sipper is great. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I you know we we we've had a terrific year of whiskey tasting. Um, yeah, and it's, I mean we'll probably do other lists as we get closer to the end of the year. But uh, it's a great question. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, so, my the whiskey that I'm like that's very available right now, at least at least here that I'm excited about is the Gurham. I'm very excited about that whiskey. Yes. Um, the 
you know, that one is kind of like I'm digging it a lot. Uh, yep. in, in that, again, reasonable price point. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a great bottle. Anyone who's from Toronto will have like a little moment with the bottle because it's mm-hmm. got one of our, our precious um, cityscapes on it, which is the distillery district here, um, which is this beautiful area, this historic area that obviously had a distillery in it. Yeah. Um, it looks great on the bar and it, it tastes even better. So it's, um, I would I would grab one of those if I could. Yeah. And, and we can yeah. break the story. It's coming to the US within seven to nine months. Yeah. So that that's. That's great. Whoa, Mark. Yeah. We can sound very official. I'm like breaking Whoa, stories. Whoa, we're going to break the story. Yeah. Wow. So that's even a term. I don't know. Again, I'm not in a... In honor of you breaking that story, I'm going to buy you a t-shirt from your favorite whiskey podcast. What? It's going to be the whiskey topic. I love the whiskey topic. <laughs> I don't know. You have to wait till Christmas to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, guys, I don't know if we settled any arguments today. I don't think so. I don't we think so. We, we've made done, a lot of enemies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much ticked everybody off. Um, but uh, that's that's it for us. Um, um, yeah, so please, guys, if, if you uh, do enjoy the show, uh, do please rate us on iTunes. It's very, very important to get the word out about our podcast. Um, and even a better word is to wear our T-shirts, I think, is going to be, you know, that that's the best way to get the word out. Yeah, and uh, then take a picture of yourself in the T-shirt and tag me in it. Yes. In fact, that should be the thing to do. That's what you should yeah. do. And I'll get you a thumbs up emoji for that. <laughs> It'll be a special thumbs up emoji. Yeah, and a winky face.